0: folks and welcome to episode 101 of eddie and caleb's HeroCast. of course my name is caleb baldwin you can follow me on twitter at i am caleb b that's i am caleb and then another b follow my friend co-host and producer eddie cornellison on twitter at e d d y 85 follow the show at ec underscore hero check out our instagram ec hero cast and our gmail ec hero cast at gmail.com and check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences Podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Sorry, I kind of, you know, kind of fumbled there for a second. It's like I was putting a hex or something, you know?
1: Uh, Jonah Hex. Yep,
0: I was stuck in a whale. In a, in a whale.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Jonah Hex, folks. Episode 101. Eddie, it is is uh february twenty eighth. we are just shy of march it is 8 22 over here in the central standard yeah central standard time pardon me and real quick how are you today sir eh,
1: i'm not too bad it's whatever
0: yeah. got your new dog
1: i did Yep. Yeah. he's he's working out pretty well i would say
0: did you name him after the uh I didn't name him, never mind.
1: <laughs> it's what he came with
0: was he was he named after the uncharted character? I have no idea, okay, well, it would have been something if he was, but either way, yeah, you know things happen things happen. I'm back in the gym now, of course that when's this when is this episode coming out like late march march twenty third
1: something like that
0: yeah march twenty third so Hopefully, I'm still in the gym when this episode comes out. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I will be. Um, yeah, let's get right into the time capsule. Uh, Eddie, what were you doing around June 18 of 2010?
1: I'll let you answer first because uh, my answer Bruh. might take a minute.
0: Dude, Well, I mean, okay, first off, cliff notes. Keep it interesting. Keep it tight. And then second um, – it was summer. I was 15. What do you think I was doing? Nothing. I was going to lifting. Like, that's it, bruh.
1: You didn't go on a family
0: vacation in the summer? Man, my dad had to work in the summer. We didn't do
1: that family vacation BS, man. Didn't he get vacation days? What kind of company is this?
0: No, UP gave him vacation days, but it's like, you know, he had to raise four boys, man. Like, he didn't really have the money to take these vacations. Our version of vacations were when my brothers were playing uh, summer summer baseball, and we would travel to, like, no-name towns in uh, middle-of-nowhere Kansas. Pardon me. I almost swore.
1: Oh, don't do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. See, it's called self-control. So... Eddie, give me a, give me a tight and interesting, what were you doing around June, 20, uh, 2010?
1: Well, let's see here. Well, so as I mentioned last week, finished school. And as I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago, I had, um, I had uh, fractured my knee. So. As a graduation present, I guess, my uh, my mom took me to New York City, so we did that. And walking on a bad knee in New York City was uh, not super fun. I did end up getting surgery that summer, probably around uh, August maybe, somewhere in there. But one thing that uh, I did want to stress as much as as important as a trip to New York is and as important as surgery is i had mm, i won't say it's th- eh, one of the best i will say it's one of the best days of my life in the summer of twenty ten and I recommend anyone who um who finishes school do this because there's a little there's a period when you graduate and uh, let's see. Yeah, you graduate, and then you you look for a job. So there's like a little, little window in there, right? And you're kind of like, man, time to get into the real world now. So what a friend of mine and I did is what we dubbed Live Like a Kid Day. So what, what we ended up doing is in the morning, well, a, a afternoon, we went to a water park, and it had rained all morning which was great and by the time we got there it stopped so it was uh you know nobody was there so that was great and then afterwards we left we went to another place played uh mini golf and the arcade games and then after that we went to a um we went to a uh, wings place and had some wings and i remember there was uh this wouldn't have been June, but um, the uh, the MLB All-Star game was on. So whatever day that was in 2010 was the day that Live Like a Kid Day happened. And I oh, recommend yeah. everyone do this.
0: That was like July 11th, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, not similar time frame, but, you know, this was what I was doing around the summer of 2010. 2010 and 2011 were, uh, were very busy years for me, so there you go.
0: I appreciate
1: that. Very informative, for sure.
0: Oh, wow. It was off by one day, man. July 12, 2010. Oh,
1: well, all right. I think yeah. the NL won that year. They broke the streak.
0: They did. That is the year they broke the streak, and they actually started a mini streak. They won three games in a row.
1: I um, that. Hopefully we get one this year.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. We'll see, man. Supposed to have uh, an agreement reached before midnight tonight, but, you know, whatever. Either way, your champions in wrestling at the time, I think literally all the same from last week, actually. Yes, yeah. So, WWE, John Cena, and Jack Swagger for, like, two more days. Um, And then RVD is your TNA world champion. And Tyler Black, your ROH Uh, champion. uh, uh, Tyler freaking Black. Yes, Tyler freaking Black. And your number one song, at least by digital download on June 18, 2010, was California Girls by Katy Perry. Man, this is when Katy Perry was all the rage, man. And she was also dating Russell Brand at the time. Hmm. How about that? Yeah, that man out kicked to to high heaven for sure. Yep. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, I should say so.
0: Yes, yes. So on to the facts and figures. Uh well, okay, first off, what was the critical um assessment of this film?
1: Hmm. Wasn't wasn't the strongest. <laughs> <laughs> critics, we had uh, 12%. And fans, we had 20%. Yeah. So, uh, man, I mean, y- you know, you, you talk about the fans and the critics being different. Um, and there are plenty of movies where the critics, in my opinion, get it wrong. But uh, mm-hmm. when the fans are... In the and I mean anything below twenty five for fans is is rough,
0: so. yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely, you know it's just you know civil war movies with with uh supernatural entities just weren't selling at the time, man no, apparently not, they weren't because this had a budget of forty seven million dollars and a box office of eleven million. you know what that means this movie lost thirty six million dollars.
1: Yeah, let me It's uh it's toward the bottom. I thought yep. I I I couldn't remember if it would Zoom's got to be the, the yeah, like Zoom. -63.1 yeah. is like impre- it's almost impressive to lose that yeah. much money. But yeah, -36 million, -46.4 million in 2020 inflation. Yeah, it's um so, Zoom is 95. We, of course, have our unknown movies. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah. Jonah Hex, as far as the movies that we know, is the second to last of the Money Losers. But, yeah, six unknowns. But uh, of the known, yeah, Zoom. God, negative 63.1. That's so much.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's so much money. That lost
0: an amount of money that neither... That the, the amount of money that movie lost is an amount of money neither you nor I combined will see in our lifetime.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. Mm. 63 million. Jeez. That is
0: just absurd. That's, oh my gosh. If managed properly, my grandchildren could live off of that.
1: Yeah. And it, but yeah, I mean Jonah Hex thirty six million. That's that's impressive too. That is. I mean, yeah, what did you say their budget was? Forty something. Forty seven. Forty seven. Yeah, they
0: lost. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. It's not even that high of a budget either. No, it's really not. I mean, we've seen we've seen movies um, that didn't make a ton of money have a um, have a bigger budget than that. Or a, I think. like. I'm going to scroll back and yeah. see if it's on here.
0: Oh, man, it's not. Dang. Mystery Men. seems It seems like Mystery yeah. Men had a huge budget, and it didn't make hardly anything.
1: Yeah, Mystery uh, Men was on... uh, the champion for a while.
0: I was going to say, you probably have it on your spreadsheet. Had a budget of 68 and a uh, box office of uh, 33 and a half That's not terrible. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's... That's thirty five and a half million lost, but or no thirty four and a half. Either way, we're getting way off topic here. Uh, I guess we need to go into the cast, right? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I don't wanna. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Cast. There's really
1: only like three people to talk about.
0: <laughs> I just want to call it and and you know just just get ready for next week. That's what I want to do. Can we do that instead?
1: No, unfortunately not.
0: Well, I guess we did watch the movie, so
1: we may as well. Well, you know, it's it's funny, because I'm looking, and it's like, this was kind of a, this was a bit of a trap game, because we, and we mentioned it off air last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, I don't remember, but it's like, we finally, when we got to Iron Man 2, it's like, when you look on the horizon, there's so much good stuff coming, Yeah, it's like right off the bat, it's like... You just immediately trip out the starting gate, running to all this great stuff that we got coming, and it's like, oh god, we got to get, we got to get this over with. And now look, there's going to be bad movies that we're going to be reviewing from, you know, for the next 15-ish weeks, but at least they'll be fun to talk about. It's just, this one's going to, this is this is putting me back in the old Dragon Ball Evolution mood where it's like, oh god, what is there even to say? Yeah. It's Josh Brolin in a bad prosthetic. and
0: <laughs> So, why am I not... Like, okay, granted, I did see this four days ago, but why can I not remember Michael Shannon being in this movie? <laughs> um, I genuinely don't remember him being in there.
1: Well, you know who I... <laughs> you, yeah, you know what? It's funny, because I looked at the cast before, and I was like, oh, Michael Shannon, I should think of a Zod joke. And <laughs> I don't... <even laughs> I didn't even remember seeing him. Like, I look back, I'm like, yeah, he was in there. Who The ringleader of the Gladiator Circus. I'm like, that was him? Like, I didn't even pick up. Like, I remember the character, but it didn't even, like, cross my mind that it was actually him. Yeah. You know? Like, for instance, I saw... um. Like uh, what was it with today's Monday? Yesterday, I saw Cyrano, and one of the characters in it was played by Ben Mendelsohn, who I really love as an actor. And I didn't notice it was him. And in my defense, he played like this French duke, so his face was like completely powdered white, and he wore a wig. So of course, I'm not gonna notice him. Um, but uh, and plus, I I didn't really like think like who that could be. But yeah, Michael Shannon. I, I remember the role, but I wouldn't have. I knew Michael Shannon was going to be in the movie. I didn't know Ben Mendelsohn was going to be in Cyrano, and I still missed Michael Shannon as I watched the movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, that's
0: all. So weird. Wes Bentley as a as Adelman Russ or pardon me Adelman Lusk, a corrupt politician. What's there to say about this character other than like, oh, that's the guy from Yellowstone and American Beauty?
1: Yeah, I put a uh, I didn't even write any like I didn't even write anything about the character. I forced myself to I, because it I, I had do, to throw in a Yellowstone reference, but
0: I do I do declare that I should hang if y'all don't win this war. Yeah, <laughs> that, I don't. That's know. all I remember about him
1: being in this movie. <laughs> I, yeah, he's like a traitor, but I'm like, when, where was the turn coding at? Where, where did the backstabbing happen? I don't. He
0: uh, gave up
1: intel on the. Uh, I guess I don't know. Army is what happened. But it's like they were going to DC. Like what? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Much of a intel. I didn't write this movie, dude. I, no, I don't. Don't start copping tune with me, pal. <laughs> uh.
0: Anyway, who's next? um shout out aiden quinn he got to play a president that's pretty cool yeah a good president
1: yeah
0: i was a big fan of the grant administration (laughs) well you know he
1: got us uh, won the civil war that's pretty good uh,
0: (laughs) sorry i just (laughs) i like to think about like oh you know this is what i think of this administration that even my grandparents didn't live through (laughs) And just that—that kind of cracks me up. Um, Will Arnett is Lieutenant Grass again. There's nothing to this character, but it's like, holy crap, that's Will Arnett playing a dramatic role. That's weird.
1: Yeah. I, what is the
0: Bojack Horseman?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I didn't write anything down about him. Like, you What's know, there write down like there's. Yeah. I. It goes to uh, well. I'll save that for the end. I'll save it for the end. Yeah.
0: But, hey, uh, he is not the one. But, by the way, he's going to show up later in the HeroCast uh, timeline. But he's not the one I talked about last week, whether that was on or off the air. Um, This may surprise you. It surprised me when I saw him on the IMDb. Michael Fassbender as Burke. I mean, I don't think he said anything. But it's like, wow, I didn't think he was going to show up before first class. But here
1: we are. Oh, yeah. Burke said stuff. He didn't say a lot, but, uh, yeah, he was a tattooed, uh, henchman. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He had the whole, like, uh, what's the, what's that video game? I can't think of it right now. Call of Duty. Borderlands. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. Like, had, like Borderlands vibes, you know? Yeah. But, what do you think of the character? Because I, I don't know if, if you're seeing a pattern here, but save for, the the big three, no one so far left an impression on me.
1: I would argue big two, but yeah, I would agree.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I'll I'll even get to the other one. Megan Fox is Lila Black. Um again, not much of an impression. She was in it slightly more than Michael Fassbender and Will Arnett and Michael Shannon, so it's like I remember her. Like I'll definitely remember her character. But yeah. like she didn't really too much. Like, she pulled a, I don't know, um, like a lockpick, I guess, out of her vagina. That was what it was implied. Um, that's. So, <laughs> that's, I don't know how she got it. her hands, which were tied up above her head down there. But, you know, that's not, uh, I don't know, Hollywood magic, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Or Sooner Magic, as we'd call it down here. I mean, isn't that what they implied? <laughs> Like, hey, they fished you. Oh, not everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that was the implication.
1: Yeah, okay, well, then I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, but hey, Megan Fox was still nice to look at, so, you yeah. know, that's cool. Hey, what would you think of John Malkovich as Quentin Turnbull?
1: Well, you know, I kind of enjoyed him because he played – he didn't take the movie super seriously, and he still had Clearly. some – he still had some some pretty good lines. He he put in a little more effort here than he did in Bird Box. Yeah, it was uh, it was Cyrus Grissom if he was in the Civil War. And wait, who's sorry? Who is Cyrus Grissom? Oh God, you've never seen Con Air? No,
0: I've told you I've told you this a million times over. I have not seen Con Air.
1: Okay, well you should. But okay. he it was uh, he played basically Cyrus, but. Uh, If he lived during the Civil War, and uh, Uh, I approve of that. And look, John Malkovich is is great, Uh, and he understood what the movie was and acted accordingly, which I am fine with.
0: Yeah, he was very campy, for sure, left an impression. Uh, So you're saying he understood the assignment? Exactly. Uh, uh Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, (laughs) It's whatever, I'll remember him. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Just like I remember Josh Bro- Brolin's ugly-ass face.
1: Oh, Yeah, what'd you think of old Thanos? Uh,
0: He looked prettier as Thanos, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Less prosthetics.
0: Yep. For sure.
1: Yeah, I don't... Um. I don't know. I mean, I know that's what he looks like in the comics. It just doesn't translate. I don't know. Like, I don't... I don't understand how a brand would do that to someone's face. Like, there's like a, there's like a hole in his face and it's like, there's a piece of skin connecting where skin wouldn't and shouldn't be connecting. You know, it's like, it's like they, they cut his face open and then like skin dripped down and molded to the skin below. I don't know. It didn't make sense. And it didn't, didn't look great and uh I believe it got a (laughs) Razzie his makeup in this um let me double check yes so it got um where was it I just saw it okay yes so critical response uh we knew that and then it was given two oh domination sorry didn't win it's given two nominations for the 31st Golden Raspberry Awards. Worst actress, Megan Fox. I don't know. She didn't leave enough impression to win. But And worst screen couple, Josh Brolin's face and Megan Fox's accent. <laughs> That's good. That is cute. Uh, I like when they think outside the box like that. Yeah.
0: It is the Golden Raspberries. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is everyone. Uh, uh,
0: let's let's rip off the band-aid. Let's get this over with.
1: Let's rip off the face bandages. Yep. <laughs> so we open with uh, Jonah Hex tied to an X. And Jonah was a Confederate soldier in the Civil War, and for some reason unknown... I wrote unknown at the time. I read in Wikipedia why – well, let me let me finish recapping the scene, then I'll go back to it. Uh, his commanding officer, Quentin Turnbull, forces Hex to watch as he burns his house with Hex's wife and uh, son inside. And he's like he's saying it's revenge for what Hex did to him. And Wikipedia explains that Hex did do the same thing to him, but he was um, – let me find the exact uh, wording. So – yeah, he um, apparently Turnbull ordered him to burn down a hospital. Hex refused and is forced to kill his best friend, uh, Turnbull's son, Jeb. They did do that. Am I crazier? or did they uh, – where did they mention the hospital? Did they mention I just didn't pick up on it? I, I – I don't remember it being mentioned. Okay. I mean, maybe it was, but I, I just – I'm, like, waiting for it to be mentioned. But, yes, apparently Hex killed uh, Jeb for some reason because he wouldn't burn down a hospital, I guess. I don't know why yeah. he needed to burn down a hospital. I guess he's the Joker, but... Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so then he, he brands his face, and it badly disfigures him, and uh, during the narration of the opening credits, Jonah Hex mentions... You know he was uh, badly hurt. Some Native Americans found him, used some magical powers, and uh, now he has the ability to talk to dead people. So that's his superpower. Oh, so he's Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense,
0: or not? No, pardon me. Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense, rather.
1: Yeah, essentially, and he just grabs a dead body and uh, can talk to him, and then once he lets go, they go back to being dead. I, I was, I mean. I know the movie didn't invent that, that's the comic book character. It's kind of, it's interesting. It's an interesting power, I will say. Especially in that era where, like, dead bodies are, you know, like, they're just on battlefields and in cages, you know. Yeah. So, where do we go? <laughs> anyway, roll credits.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it.
1: movie. Uh, so years later, after the war, Hex is a bounty hunter, in the Old West, I guess. And after a payment for four men goes south, Hex kills all the men and burns down the town. And now he's a wanted man. And I thought it was a pretty decent action scene. Little did I know, this would be the peak of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong? I mean...
0: No, it was. Absolutely. the When he brings in the four dead guys, absolutely, yeah.
1: Yeah, because I thought... Because uh, I, I saw the Rotten Tomato score before the movie... And then I saw the opening credit or opening scene. I'm like, "All right, whatever. The prosthetic isn't great, but whatever." And then I saw this action scene. And I was like, "Man, I wonder what I wonder what the Rotten Tomatoes people had against this. Like, if the plot is just silly and dumb, but there's cool action, I can live with that. I mean, it's only an 81-minute movie." No. There's uh not much more action beyond that. Little did I know. So we cut to a train. Well, okay, there there was following this a, a smaller action scene. We cut to the train hijacking, where uh, Turnbull and his men blow up a train. They steal this big cannon. The government figured out it was Turnbull, and he's building something, and they need Jonah. They need to find Jonah Hex to stop Turnbull because he's done it before. Even though he, I mean, he didn't really stop him before. Turnbull could have killed him. Probably should have, but yeah. He's no Ozzy Mendeus. No,
0: no, no. So, we,
1: yeah. So we cut to Hex who spent the night with a prostitute named uh, Lila. Um, I did like this part. There's like a big, like 10 Calvary dudes just bust in. And Jonah's like, how many men do you see in a day? <laughs> I laughed at <laughs> that. That was good. That was good. That was fine.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh Anyway, they force Hex to join to track down Quentin Turnbull. And Hex first goes to one of Turnbull's dead soldiers that they had uh, locked up. He gets them to talk with the you know, magic and tells them where Turnbull went down to South Carolina. You might get some more information there. Maybe go to Myrtle Beach and relax. I don't know. So Hex finds one of Turnbull's men. I guess this was General Zod. Or he's running some kind of weird fight club with a snake guy. I didn't know what the hell that was. Yeah. Yeah, his name was Robert Paulson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that that would be like... Here's what I thought. I'm like, oh, they're going to throw Jonah Hex into this pit, and he's going to have to fight this weird snake guy. And like, Nope. The snake guy is just background fodder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean... No,
0: you're you're absolutely
1: right. I, you know, like, yeah, I'm just trying is. to add action scenes to an action movie. Sorry. Dude, well,
0: here's the thing. <laughs> no, it's like uh, there's not a lot of meat on the bone here. Like, no. quite frankly, there's not. Are you still there?
1: Yeah, I'm still here. I just, I okay. thought I thought you had a big. No, that's speech. it.
0: No, no, <laughs> there's no meat on the bone in this speech because there's no there's no meat on the bone
1: in this movie. No, you're right. Oh man, but yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, arguing with you. I was just t- arguing with the metaphorical, um, yeah, you know, movie creators. It's like there was an action scene right there, and you didn't take up. And it's like the movie's 81 minutes. I will actually argue that it was too long when we get to the, uh, the end. But it's like you could have had. Uh you know, General Zod's men uh throw him into the pit and he could fight this weird snake guy that you're like they like they're it's like Hex and this guy are talking and they're showing this you know, jacked up MMA looking guy, and then there's this skinny dude but he's ripped, but he has like this his mouth opens really, really big and they call him like the snake and they have him drink a bunch of alcohol and he goes crazy. It's weird, but okay. Maybe he's a character in the comics. I don't know, I've never read it. And it's like he he kills this MMA guy, and I'm like, okay, well, Jonah Hex is gonna have to fight him. And it's like, no, that doesn't happen. In fact, no. here's what did happen. Um, he um, yeah, he goes, he he talks with um, you know, with General Zod, and he just like beats up and and kills some of these dudes. And he saves a dog from these other soldiers who were torturing it, and it's like his sidekick, I guess, who doesn't show up till the end of the movie for some reason, and he just burns down the fight club, and that's it. Like I guess the snake man's dead inside, but it's like that that was it. You just set it on fire. I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know,
0: yeah, I, I don't know, man.
1: Anyway, then he goes to dig up Jeb, his buddy who he killed. Yeah. And um, I did like it as soon as he opened the uh, casket, Jeb attacks him because he's alive again. Um, that was at least clever. Yes. Uh, but then he apologizes for killing him and says dad must be stopped. And he says, well, you know, my dad might be at Fort uh, Resurrection, which I don't know if that's a real fort name. I
0: don't think it is, but uh... I I don't. I suspect it isn't.
1: anyway, Hex makes his way to the fort. He sees the plans for this weapon that Turnbull is building. Turnbull explains that it was invented by Eli Whitney to create like
0: the cotton gin gin guy.
1: Yeah, the cotton gin guy. But it was too powerful, so the plans were drawn up, but he never actually built it. Uh, Maybe they should have done that with this movie, like we wrote the script but we never actually filmed it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So Turnbull sends his men after Hex and Hex he fights them off, essentially a rocket launcher. I mean, it's like he had a weapon that was like a shot dynamite as a projectile. That <laughs> I don't know. Um I don't mind when movies use old thing use modern technology with old things, but that was kind of strange like pretty sure no one had rocket launchers. Uh, anyway, Hex kills all his men, but he is badly injured. And uh, Hex gets away to... Uh, and uh, Turnbull, I, I guess he wanted to lure Hex back. I don't know why he did this, but he just said... He tells Burke to bring him something that Hex loves. So Burke kidnaps uh, Lila, the prostitute. I don't <laughs> know how he knew that Hex loved her, but whatever. It really yeah. Happened. He so, took his chances. He yeah. took his chances because she's a prostitute? <laughs> I guess. I mean... <laughs> seems like he might have loved... He seems like he kind of guy who frequents prostitutes. So why would yeah. they pick her? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Anyway, they finish the weapon. They test it out on this small town. The weapon... I don't know. It's really weird. It shoots like these ten cannonballs which don't do anything when they land and then you launch the 11th cannonball which is like a dragon ball it's bright orange and then the other 10 blow up it's very strange but that's what happened i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah I'm, it acts as like right. a
1: detonator once it's in the vicinity of the other 10 cannonballs i don't know but that's what that's what they did Anyway, uh, Hex gets healed by Native Americans again in a weird scene, which had like a bird coming out of his mouth. I didn't understand that. And Turnbull is getting help uh, building all of this, um, building all this, and doing everything from the corrupt politician who is Jamie Dutton from uh, Yellowstone. Like I guess I just had to throw it in there. Um, this was a great line. This was a very Cyrus Grissom line. Um, and you mentioned it earlier. He's like, "Oh, you better win this war. Or I'll be hanged." Something I wish I could avoid. And then Turnbull <laughs> just shoots him in the back of the head. And just yep, just consider good. it avoided. <laughs> that was good. That was good. See, that's 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 great, John Malkovich. He just uh, like, there's one scene in Con Air. Uh, keep in mind his character's name was Cyrus.
0: This yeah. character
1: who turned on Cyrus is like standing in like a big pool of gasoline and uh, he's begging for his life and he's just like come on come on please please he's like sigh and then john malkovich grabs this dude's lit cigarette next to him and he's just like come on sigh and he's like honora and then throws the (laughs) cigarette into the gas and burns him alive it's it gets a standing ovation from me every time i watch that scene just uh, brilliant writing and, again, only a um, – uh, what's the word? A, a, a witty – I I love witty remarks when someone gets killed. Arnold Schwarzenegger is great at him too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arnold's big. Uh, John Malkovich is big uh, with him. So for that point, for – you know. Oh, dude, Steven Seagal was big with
0: him. Uh, I can't remember yeah. the movie. but I mean, uh,
1: Running Man alone uh, is just like – nothing but those oh nothing yeah but great arnold lines it's great i wish we could review Running uh, Man. that's uh, a superhero movie isn't it What? what's that now running man it's a superhero movie okay i have seen running man it's not a superhero movie but
0: it and, should be no, no 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 it's not but i'm trying to think of some of the good lines from that from that movie
1: oh my gosh there's so many and it's always after he kills someone <laughs> There's, uh, let's see. There's here's Sub Zero now just plain Zero. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, oh, Jesse Ventura has some good lines in that one. Um, where he's, but um, let's see. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember a lot of these. Um, oh, okay. The best line, maybe the best line in cinema history, where um. The host, um, Richard Dawson, which great casting there, by the way, offers yeah. Arnold a uh, spot on the game show to be one of the stalkers. And yeah. he's like, I live to see you eat that contract, but I hope you leave enough room for my fist, because I'm going to ram it in your stomach and break your goddamn spine. <laughs> Just
0: okay, okay, I remember that. I a, remember a
1: brilliant that. line. There's a, He cuts yeah. someone in half, and they're like, where's Buzzsaw? And he's like, he had to split. Just great stuff like that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I wish we were viewing Running Man. Man. <laughs> you know, that movie t- took place in like 2015 or something like that, so.
0: Yes, sir. Yes,
1: sir. It must have been a, I must have missed that TV show. <laughs> oh, dude, it was a hell of a time. They need to remake that. I don't care. I'm, I'm tired of remakes, but that I, I want to see remade. Just as well, goofy as the original.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, for sure. Anyway, back to Jonah Hex, I guess. Um, so yeah, that was a good line, though, about uh, consider it avoided. Anyway, Hex boards this ship. He kills Burke. Uh, whatever. He, I did like this, where he brings him back to life to kill him again. I liked that. Um, he Well, he killed him. What did he do? It was like he, he chopped his head off in a propeller of the boat, and then he touched him to bring him back to life, and then... He has he does this thing where it's like if you sprinkle dirt on one of the people's heads like because when you're dead, like like the guy he talked to first was like oh I'm in so much pain I can't even talk like help me and he sprinkles dirt on his head and he's like oh the pain went away or whatever but then he also has the ability to like send you to hell or something so yeah like uh you know the the um the Winchesters in that regard I guess so I don't know I guess that's what he did Send him to hell. Spawn. Whatever. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, Send him to Martin Sheen.
0: Yeah, so that's what he did to uh to old Burke. Martin Sheen and Amazing Spider Man. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So the boats All right, pull Peter. On-
0: your uncle Ben's looking up from you so proud. <laughs> <laughs> I need to save these jokes for like a year from now.
1: I uh, know. Don't waste them. Oh, my God. I'm
0: sorry. That was that
1: was inappropriate. No, it's always appropriate. <laughs> yes. So the boat's pulling up to DC. Lila frees herself. Uh, like I said, her hands were tied above her head, and they made a line. Oh, I thought they frisked you. Like oh, they didn't check everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. He said something too. Like, well, I would have. Like, okay, you creep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, she. That's her main purpose of the movie is to free Jonah Hex from being locked up. Uh, yeah. Because uh, Turnbull is like the ultimate, uh, Hex needs to watch me destroy DC villain, then I'll kill him. He can't just shoot him yeah. in the head. Yeah.
0: You, uh when, uh, when DC turns to ashes, then you have my permission to die. Exactly. <laughs> there we go.
1: So, uh. So Turnbull fires all ten cannonballs at DC. And uh, he's about to fire the Dragon Ball. But Jonah throws like... There's like a big production with the Dragon Ball when they have to... It's like it's from a... Which I get this part where it's like it's stored separately from the rest of the cannonballs. Because I get it. If they're too close, apparently it blows up. So that makes sense. I understand that. But they like... They have a like a little conveyor system... Like the Chick Fil A drive-through, where it rolls up this little belt, and just as it's about to enter into the cannon, Jonah Hex throws like a, an axe to block the uh, the entrance of the, the cannon. So that one one's too bad. Um, Turnbull and Hex fight for like two seconds. This was okay. Well, they f- they fight in the boat. But then they're also fighting in this weird weird dream sequence. I didn't understand that at all. like I know when hex was being cured by the Native Americans, he was having like a vision of him fighting Turnbull in this weird it's like I don't know just a, a dirt pile with you know in water I don't know just a dumpy looking area and but they keep cutting to that and I'm like, that's not what's happening now like what do what are we doing? I don't know. I didn't get that. Um, He ends up jamming uh, Hex's, or uh, sorry, Turnbull's head into a gear, which was kind of cool. I'll give it points for originality. I've never seen that. You know. It didn't chop his head off, which feels like that would chop someone's head off, uh, putting your head in a, or your neck in a big giant gear on a boat. Uh, You would
0: think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. Anyway, what he does is just the ship, like, capsizes or something, and all the Dragon Balls fall over and blow the ship up, so that's what kills him, not the neck inside of a gear, which, whatever. Um, yeah. so anyway, boat blows up, Hex and Lilith escape, Lila, not Lilith, that's Fraser. and, uh, the president offers Hex a job as a sheriff, which didn't make any sense, and even Hex <laughs> said so, like, S- when does the country have a sheriff? And he's like, uh, I don't know, I just, you know, thought it was a good idea, and I'm like, <laughs> Well, he's right. We're, why did you decide to make him a sheriff? When does the president appoint a sheriff? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I guess the president could appoint a sheriff, but it seems like you'd be, like, Secret Service would make more sense. Why did they do that? I don't know. But anyway, Hex declines, and he rides off with his dog. The end. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why'd know. you just call Megan Fox a dog? <laughs>
1: No, no, the dog, the the dog that he saved from the, uh, you know, from the Fight Club. I thought that I thought his dog was gonna be like a sidekick, and like I said, he never, the dog never showed up really until the very end of the movie. So, like I said, yeah. now it's the end of the movie. There was the dog. Okay, I, thank I God. I saw the, the movie Dog over the weekend. That was good too. Dog and Cyrano, what? both thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. This this movie
0: existed. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. By and large anything memorable was bad. I'm gonna be gracious. Ooh. And I'm gonna give this a two and a half out of ten.
1: All right. Aren't you glad okay. this was not the one hundredth movie? Like what a down what a bummer <laughs> this would be. Like yeah, I'm so glad it's I mean look. The one hundred's gotta be a milestone. It's like
0: And it you was,
1: know, thank you, Yeah, man. it was, thankfully. I mean I'm glad that I did not add Condor Man as episode 2 <laughs> because then Jonah Hex would have been the 100th episode and it's such a yeah, bummer. For sure. Um uh, yeah, you know, at 81 minutes and that's with the credits, mind you. I mean, I have a rule any movie below 90 minutes can't be good.
0: I disagree. Uh, we've had I, this discussion before, but I have, disagree. I think,
1: I think we found one that was like 87 minutes, and it was fine. I don't remember which one, but I think there was... a Toxic
0: Avenger. There. It was Toxic yeah, Avenger. Okay.
1: All right. There's an, there's always an exception to the rule. so. But 81 minutes is, is pretty damn short. I mean, 87, at least, you know... That, there's a big difference between 81 and 87. Like, 81 minutes feels like you could squeeze it onto TV and... You know, do it like an hour and and do it in like an hour and a half almost if you could cut out a few things. Which brings me to my main criticism. It's 81 minutes, and I was not only was I bored, like, I didn't think that would be the criticism of an 81 minute movie. Dude, yeah, ridiculous. But it's like you actually could have cut things out. (laughs) And it's amazing. Like, this could have been like a, a 75 minute movie or so. Ridiculous. I mean, think about this. Twice in the movie, he gets badly injured and goes to Native Americans who heal them, who heals him, right? Yeah. It's like, why does he need to do that twice in 81 minutes? Twice in the movie, he also, first he talks to the uh, the dead soldier in the cage, tells him, hey, where's, uh, where's Turnbull? Oh, he's down in South Carolina. Then he goes to the fight club. Hey, where's Turnbull? Oh, he's dead. No, he's not. You're lying. I'm going to burn your fight club down. Then he goes to the grave. Hey, where's Turnbull? Like, this is all just repeating. <laughs> and there's, the whole time, there's not much action. And, again, I thought when I watched the movie, I'm like, oh, it's just going to have a really bad plot and probably bad acting, but it's going to at least have cool action. And uh, that was my impression on the first fight scene. And, uh, nope, won the case. Um, I'm going to give it a two. It's just, it's like, it could have at least been like, like if you'd added some action, this could have at least been like a five. And it's like, you know, that was a pleasant little surprise. It wasn't great by any means, but yeah, it had some cool stuff. And it's just, it was boring. It's like, how do you have a boring movie when the, when it's like, I don't know. I just, I don't think. You should, I don't. I don't think a movie that had like old western gunfights, a giant cannon that can blow up towns, and John Malkovich being John Malkovich. I don't know <laughs> how you can make that boring, but they managed to do it. They did, and, it, and it's it's in a pretty good cast too. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. That yep. was a rough well. one. That that was a sneaky rough one, and I. Yeah. I, I just I wasn't expecting it. I I didn't know anything about Jonah. Oh, history with the movie. That's what I was forgetting. I didn't have yeah. any. I didn't know what to expect. I was I was hopeful. Yeah. I heard it was bad. That's all I knew. See, I didn't even know it was bad. I just I looked at. Well, I looked at the cast. I'm like, oh, this could be fun. And then I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score. And I was like, ooh, this could be bad. And then I saw that first fight scene. And I'm like, oh, the Rotten Tomatoes score, whatever. It's going to have cool action It's just going to have a dumb plot and bad acting. Nope. It just, it was boring. It was, it was boring. I don't know how you can do a boring movie about a guy that, you know, talks to dead people and John Malkovich with a cannon that blows up towns. How do you make that boring? They did. <sighs> okay. Enough of that. What's next week?
0: Next week, fire up the cock. Peacock. And watch Scott Pilgrim vs. the World.
1: I could have been at Raw tonight instead of talking about Jonah Hex. Are they in Columbus right now. Yep. Oh,
0: you should have went, man. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I Eddie? watched
1: some of it. It, was, it it actually the first hour I watched is actually not bad.
0: I, I would love to have this conversation, but we need to wrap this up. I got to use the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, that
1: was the extent of the conversation, by the way.
0: I, Good. I had I had no follow up. Good. I'm going to quote Jonah Hex when I say, ha ha ha, five coffins, sure you don't need eight?